like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Each summer, I take part in a national gathering of Quakers called Friends General Conference, and it's filled with droves of talented artists and dedicated activists. For today's Song of the Soul, we sit with two members of the musical group called Tribe One. Ingrid Lakey and Jonathan Snipes are both founding members of the group some 20 years ago. In the midst of an incredibly rich and varied schedule this week, we're fortunate to have them join us to share the music of Tribe One's soul. Ingrid and Jonathan, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thank you very much. I'm having you here because you're representatives of a much larger group called Tribe One. Could you tell me and our listeners what and who and why Tribe One exists? Ingrid, did you like? Well, <laughs> Tribe One was started actually just about 20 years ago. This is our 20th year um, by our director, Neonu Span. And she had had a vision of creating a music group that would be about singing songs of our souls, really, and songs about justice, songs about sort of what is the most true, deepest in our hearts. So she created this group, and Jonathan and I were part of the original grouping, and it's changed in size over the years. And now we're about 10, sort of depending on who's available at any given time. There's only just really one person who's a professional musician. Like, that's what he does mm. for his life. And he's a percussionist and singer-songwriter, Ben Vita. But everyone else has sort of has got their day job or something else going on. But music is an important part of our lives. The different traditions we sing from are gospel and folk and rock and very eclectic. And also members of the group write some of the pieces that, that we perform. And currently, how many people are in the group? I think it's 10. Approximately actually. 10. Yeah, we've, we've just had... A, a, <laughs> Yesterday or tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. So, and sometimes when we have a performance, recently Neonu's sister was uh, came into town and she performed with us, which was wonderful. She was part of the original group. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we ask another percussionist to join us. So we it does sort of depend on the performance, how many there are. <laughs> but I think that's a good point because depending on the, the group that we are performing for, the audience that we're singing with, Neona really designs the experience in a different way. So sometimes we need to bring in some other performer. or Sometimes we write a song with the audience as we are performing with them. Well, Jonathan, how did you get in the group? What called you to be part of this group? Or was it just Neonu called you and said, hey, Jonathan, come join me? Why are you in this group? 
Well, the sort of the practical why or how is that Neonu and I were both doing organization development work, working mostly with educational and peace-oriented organizations, helping them to be more effective, strategic planning and conflict resolution. And one day we were setting up for the workshop, and I was putting out chairs in a circle, and I was humming and singing as I was doing it, and she said, hey, you have a nice voice. Have you ever thought about you know, being part of a group? And I'm trying to found one. And I went and felt totally out of place because I didn't have any kind of professional training. And here she did and her sister did. So I was a little intimidated. But because of her vision of what she wanted the impact of this music to be, I was in. And over time, I have learned a lot from her and from other members of the group in terms of singing and techniques of singing and performance. Is there something that you could say that would definitely disqualify a person from being part of the group? I mean, if you believed, thought, felt, is there something that would disqualify, or is there a qualifier that makes you, Ingrid, and you, Jonathan, particularly right for Tribe One? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's hard to say the disqualifier. I mean, there are some for sure, but I think it's more like what is, there is something that I think each of us brings. A piece of it is about the music. So being able to carry a tune is pretty handy. But musical training is certainly not involved. The majority of the group is actually Quaker, but that's not everyone and is not a requirement. I would say that one of the things that really is similar for all of us is a belief in our wholeness, that we may be broken people, but on the inside we're actually whole. So words I would use, there's that of God in everyone, Not everyone in the group would use language like that, but I think has a basic belief that even if those aren't the words they'd use, would be similar to that. So there's a definite sort of spiritual aspect of what we're doing. So everybody in the group is on some level comfortable with that. And we all have a very strong wish and desire for justice. Yeah. So we don't, there's no requirement that you have to have the best singing voice in the world carrying a tune. Yes but that you need to be some kind of solo performer, no, but that we are all committed to the community of singers that we are and performers that we are committed, as Ingrid was saying, to justice and to wholeness. So give us an example. What kind of music do you want to share from Tribe One's repertoire? And you've got two CDs out, and there's a third one coming, and there's repertoire, I assume, that you haven't recorded as well. So what would you like to share from your repertoire? Maybe it'd be fun to start with As Peace. As Peace is a song, as Jonathan mentioned, sometimes in our performances we actually will write a song with the audience, which is always really fun. And what we do is say, who's got the first line in the audience? And someone eventually raises their hand and gives us, usually it's the words, but not the tune. So they'll give us the words and then somebody in tribe will come up with a tune and then, okay, who's got the second line? Every time we do this, there's some amazing song that is Mm -hmm. born on that day. And several years ago, I mean, it's now it's a long time ago, we were at a peace fair and we were working with a group of fourth graders and this song, As Peace, came from them. So to be clear, the kids that we'll hear on this recording that we're going to play right now, what kids are those? Those kids are my stepkids. <laughs> so oh. no, the, the recording we did in a studio, but actually the lyrics all came from these fourth graders at this peace fair that we, we were part of, but it is actually my stepchildren. Thank you, God, for peace on earth. Peace comes in many, many ways. Let us all unite as one. Our life as peace has just begun. 
on earth, peace. We got peace. Peace on earth, Westfield Friends School, Friend School in Westfield, New Jersey, and they were there for a conference about peace. Yep. And we said, who's got the first line of this song? And I remember at the very end, the very last line that says, our life as peace has just begun. There was a little girl in the back who was going, ooh, 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 with her hand up, because she had the last line to make this song come together. Are you all ringleaders for this kind of thing, or is this Neonu specifically standing up there pulling it out of the audience? Yeah, she'll often do it. She, And this is the funny part, is that we'll create a set for the performance, but we all know that's going to change at some <laughs> point during the performance because she is, I mean, as well as being a very musically trained person, she's also extremely intuitive about what a group needs, and the audience is a group. They're there, and they may have needs, and she senses those, and so she'll change, and she'll put in a piece that we hadn't planned on, or she'll decide to write a song, and she will usually lead that. But she will invite us, and sometimes we step up, and people play different roles. But she is the inspiration behind the group. And one of the things that I've come to really trust 
and it took a while, was that basically way will open. That's another phrase that Quakers use a lot, that when we go to perform, it's about something we're creating together. It's not just we go do our performance for those people out there, mm -hmm. this kind of one-way thing. It right. is such a two-way experience. Whatever's going on in the group affects what we're able to do and what we want to do and how we connect. And so that's that's been really powerful. And sometimes, you know, I've been a little nervous going out there like, I don't actually know what we're really going to sing. And it always works out and can result in some very powerful experiences that saying a very powerful performance isn't even really capturing it because it's more than that. And also we'll know beforehand who we're singing for and why they have gathered because often we're singing and it's part of a larger experience that an organization is having. So we're brought in to do a performance as part of their program. So we like to tailor and Neona will ask us, what do you think we should sing because they're dealing with X in the organization? And so that's another way that we contribute and build the set list together. And then it changes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll change it up again. Song number two, what would you like to share? Song of the Soul? So this next song that we want to share is called Gone Lay, and it's from our second CD, Waymaker. And I, I love this because it's a song that when it starts, people have no idea it, what it is. Mm. And then once we get into it, there's the, oh, I know this song. So I don't know if that's where we should start playing it or if we should... Uh, yeah, we should yeah when I heard it starting up the first time, you know, gun lay, gun lay, gun, well, okay, what is this, a chicken song? It's gonna, there's an egg going to come out of it? I have a feeling that a lot of people listen to it and they kind of, they're, they're going with that vibe and then all of a sudden they find out the nugget in the center there. That's right. So should we talk about that or play it? Let's play it. And this is from Tribe One. The song is Gun Lay, and it's from Waymaker, their second CD. We have Ingrid Lakey and Jonathan Snipes here today for Song of the Soul.
Gunlay, performed by Tribe One. Their website is tribeone.org. You can purchase their two CDs. And the third one is going to arrive when? Oh, <laughs> eventually, soon. I think it's, very soon. I think as way opens, as way opens, we're hoping is going to be soon. We're planning to do a big 20th anniversary concert this fall, which will also be the CD release. So we've pretty much recorded everything, and now it's got to get mixed and kind of fully produced. We're getting there. <laughs> so Gunlay, and clearly from spiritual tradition, what is the ethnic, cultural, racial? I don't know, maybe personality range of the group. Clearly that comes from African-American spirituals. And actually, you know, it was playing. One of the things I was thinking myself was I hesitate to do anything that smacks of pidgin English. Gunlay, it sounds like that. Am I mocking someone or am I honoring their tradition? So that's where that question comes from. Well, the group is pretty diverse in age and background, ethnicity. That's intentional, but it's it's funny to ask that question now because we're so close after 10 to 20 years that some of those differences aren't as, I mean, to me, aren't as apparent. I don't think about it. And then when I remember someone once said, oh, then this interracial group, interracial music group, and that really struck me as, oh, is that is that what we are? We technically are. Yeah, te- <laughs> technically we are. And we even struggled with the name tribe. And at times we've moved away from that because when you say tribe, does that make you too insular? Does it make you too separate from other people? And really what we're singing about is the unity among all people. And yet we've stayed with the name. I don't know. Ingrid, why do you think we've stayed with the name? Well, and it's also because it's it's the putting together of two other words, which is truth vibrations. Mm. So it's really tribe is truth vibrations. And that music is vibrations, right? Mm. And that's something that every single human being on the planet Mm -hmm. feels. So while it's about sort of the unity, we are all one tribe, it is also very, very much about, and we bring difference with us. Mm -hmm. So it's not a like, we're, you know, sort of this colorblind group Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's not about being a melting pot where we become one thing. It really is like each of us is bringing our own gifts to the table and, and, you know, Span, who's our director and who also, I think she did that arrangement. Yeah, absolutely. um, You know, is very aware of what the sort of historical legacy there is in this country, particularly around music, around musical appropriation, around cultural appropriation, all of those kinds of things. So these are it's stuff that we're thinking about all the time of where does the music we're singing come from? Another thing that comes up for us a lot is sometimes we'll change the words to songs where if there's a lyric that is not saying sort of what we want, there are times that we'll actually change lyrics to stuff, but we will acknowledge that as well. (laughs) The song we sang as peace where uh, we say, thank you God for peace on earth. Sometimes we've done a lot of school gigs like perform for schools. And if they're Quaker school, we'll sing, thank you, God. But sometimes we've sung for, you know, a public school or something and we're that stuff. You can get in trouble for saying such things. And we'll say, thank you all for peace on earth. So there's a way that we want to make sure the music is getting out there and don't want that word to become a barrier around what we get to share in a school. There's another traditional hymn. I'm forgetting which one it is where we, I think we use the word, the one capital Mm. O as opposed to another word you might choose, God. Oh, precious, or, uh, um, sweet, it? sweet spirit. Sweet, sweet we spirit, do that, right. right. So we know this comes from the one. 
right. rather than comes from the Lord, for instance. And because we know that that word may you know, mean different things for different people. So we try to meet folks where we are and then hopefully take them a little bit beyond. Meet folks where they are and then bring a gift that might help them to move. As with your original question, I feel like I have been challenged in this group because we do come from different backgrounds and sometimes folks will, will share, oh, well, I grew up with this and if I didn't grow up with that, then I have to be quiet and listen and really understand the rhythm, understand the spirit of where it comes from and learn something. It's been a great learning for me not only technically to learn how to sing better than I did and how to perform, but also to appreciate other traditions and other cultures. Now, usually when I do a Song of the Soul interview, I'm interviewing one person because no two people's soul's journey is the same. At best, you get some kind of a Rorschach mixture of souls. Tribe One seems to be a case where there's a real strong group soul showing through. So that's why I, I made an exception in this case, and because I also knew that you, Ingrid, and you, Jonathan, would be able to pull this off, right? You'll be oh, able to share <laughs> the Flattery group soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tribe One does have a soul. I do think that, and 20 years is a long time to be a group, and there are you know, some folks who've been part of the group from the beginning, some people have left, some people have come back. So there's, like any family or any community, change is part of the deal. But there is something that is at the heart of Tribe One or in the soul that is about joining people where they are. That feels really important and different than a lot of music performance. I don't often go to a performance where I think the performers are meeting me where I am, you know, and that feels different. We, many years ago, we did a couple of sort of performance slash workshops in Otisville State Correctional Facility. And we went there and worked with a group of men. And we got, we did sort of some workshop stuff and sang with them. And that was such a powerful experience for the men and for us. And it was about us showing up wherever we can be. I don't quite want to say of use. I mean, yes, of use, but that sounds one way. It felt very much like we are going to be with you. That's what it feels like we're about. A couple things about the music that I want to both comment and ask. I don't know if either of you is actually an instrumentalist. Ingrid, did you study music? Was that part of your academic? Well, you know, I was I always sang in choruses and stuff, and my parents said, you know, okay, we'll get you some voice lessons, which I thought was great because I wanted to be a big Broadway star. And so my voice teacher wanted to teach me to play piano, so I'd learn to read music, so I quit. So that didn't work well. But then, actually, the way that I kind of ended up in Tribe One is I took voice lessons from Neonu. I went to a, a Quaker school in Philadelphia, and she I had graduated, but she came in, and I was still like working in the school and the after-school program or something, so I got to meet her and took voice lessons with her and joined a sort of... She had a few people singing together, faculty and sort of former students, whatever. So I had had that very actually formative experience with her, but it was a pretty short... It, it wasn't a very long time because then I ended up moving away. But it was in that experience that when she started Tribe One, she said, you know, Ingrid, would you join this group? Which was an incredible honor. So I was part of the very beginning, and then I had gotten married and moved away, so I couldn't stay in the group and then rejoined after that. But I don't really have... There's music in my soul, but I can't say a lot of it's my brain. But not in your transcripts? But not in my transcripts, no. <laughs> and you, Jonathan? No, I mean, I've had some piano and some guitar, but I'm I'm not a trained musician or a trained instrumentalist, not at all. But I grew up singing, 
and I, I loved to sing, and I, I learned harmonies just listening to my older sisters. We would sing at our friends' meeting. We would sing, you know, driving on the way to meeting for worship. My father loved folk songs and old hymns and spirituals, and he taught us these songs. We kind of have now a repertoire as a family. We love to sing together. So I grew up hearing the harmonies, but I definitely did not grow up learning the rhythms that we use with Tribe One. The sort of polyrhythms were, were completely new to me. I had to learn that. So speaking of the polyrhythms, it's clear you've got an instrumentalist, at least in terms of having a drummer or percussionist generally. But I, I sense that more of you are part of the percussion, and, and sometimes you're boom, boom, boom. I mean, you're, you're, you're making the... Yeah, you're making the different instruments right here. It's not only a synthesizer that can be any instrument. Uh, uh, Jonathan Snipes can also be any instrument, right? So what other roles do you have besides a person who is a drummer? Well, Neonu also plays keyboard. Uh, so that's off on a lot of our music we have keyboard too, and that's usually Neonu. And sometimes we'll have one percussionist, sometimes we'll perform with two percussionists. At one point, one of our percussionists also played the trumpet some, so he's on, he plays trumpet on our recording status thing, Brother Rod, Rob Carter. But it's not we don't have like you know a saxophone player and a you know a whatever. Okay, well let's do song three for Tribe One's Song of the Soul. Jonathan Snipes and Ingrid Lakey here sharing it today. What is number three? We would like to share Weave Your Web, which is a song that I wrote, and we can probably talk more about it after we perform it. It'll be on our new CD, so we don't, maybe we have a mix that we can share, but we'll perform a part of it so you can get a a sense of what the song is about. Up from the soil and down from the sun and out of the sea where life was begun, the earth and the air, the fire and water, the roots and the breath of our sons and our daughters. Down in the deep, deep beginning and spawning, weaving a path from the night to the dawning. Weave your web, weave your web wider, wider and wider, weave your web, weave your web wider, Wider and wider, why don't we know the way that we see is making the world the way it will be? Why are we seeing in bits and in pieces when we could be living the power that releases us from only knowing our own situation? Reach out, embrace the whole of creation. Weave your web, weave your web wider, wider and wider. Wider, wider and wider. I am not afraid of any anything. What you wish for is now arriving. I am not afraid of Is now arriving. I am not afraid of any, any.
anything while you wish for is now arriving. I am not afraid. Weave Your Web, and that's going to be on the upcoming Tribe One CD, as yet unnamed. True. Uh, yes. I don't. I haven't thought about that. What the name of the CD is? It'll come. We're in just a dream waiting for point. it to be born. We'll name it after it's born. <laughs> and again, that's by Tribe One that it'll be coming out. But this version was just a subset of Tribe One. Jonathan Snipes and Ingrid Lakey here today for Song of the Soul. We're at the campus of California, Pennsylvania, the university here for what's called the Friends General Conference Gathering. It's a week-long extravaganza where there's all kinds of music and there's dance and there's workshops and there's occasional sleeping, but not so much. Jonathan and Ingrid are here for the week. Do you want to mention one of the special roles why you're here, Ingrid, this week? Yes, Jonathan and I, we have a lot in common. We both have red hair, so everybody thinks that we're brother and sister, which we're not technically, but spiritually, I think so. And we've been part of Tribe One for a long time, for 20 years. We're also co-founders, along with several other folks, of a group called Earthquaker Action Team, which is a, an activist group. We're working on environmental justice, a campaign to end mountaintop removal coal mining by getting PNC Bank to stop financing it. So since we're close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is the headquarters of PNC Bank, we thought, well, let's go do some nonviolent direct action at the bank. So um, Jonathan and I and several other folks are organizing, I think it's seven buses of folks, Quakers, piling on. We're going to go to Pittsburgh and hoping that lots and lots of Quakers, hundreds of Quakers, will join us in a powerful nonviolent direct action. And one of the things that's been a real joy for us about Earthquaker Action Team, also called Equate, is that music is a really big part mm -hmm. of what we do. Every action we do ha includes music. And uh, we've actually kind of dubbed Jonathan our choir master. <laughs> <laughs> so every single, even our general meetings, we have music as part of them. We just think you can't win a movement if you're not singing. And I also feel like singing and music gives us strength. If you can sing, it gives you a voice. You cannot sing and not have a voice, obviously. You can be quiet and not have a voice, but you can't sing and not have a voice. And when we're in our actions, when we sing together, it both creates a bigger space for what we're doing, and people notice it, but I think it also creates a unity among people because we're, we're listening to each other, we're watching each other, we're singing together. And we know about the history of music throughout social movements. It's been so key. And I also feel like on a, just a physical, scientific, and also spiritual level, sound impacts physical things, physical bodies and ears, and things that also harmonies. There is good harmony and there's bad. You can be off key. There are things, they line, sounds line up correctly. And I'm, I'm not a, a musician, so I don't know how to describe it in, in a mathematical equation. But it's real. And when people line up together, for a movement, in my mind, it's like harmonies lining up together in a piece of music. And I feel like it just, it gives us the strength because we are knit together in a stronger group. 
which is exactly the kind of music we like to share for Song of the Soul. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find nine years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests, so you'll find a link to tribeone.org. You'll also find a place to leave comments and read other people's comments. And we love when you share your voice to make our communication two-way when you visit. There's also a place to make donations, click the donate button or send to the address there. It makes possible this ministry. And I call it a ministry advisedly because for some people that means something very different than what we're doing. We're trying to change the world to be a better place, and we're doing it by accessing the spiritual power of the world. So please come and share your wealth if you can. And wealth includes the people you know, the guests, the places where we should be broadcasting. I also want to remind you to support your local community radio station. Start there. That's the first place to go. Find your local community radio station and help them with your hands and with your wallet because they're bringing a voice to the airwaves that you're just not getting anywhere else in this country. It makes a super difference if you can support them. Again, we have two people here today, two members of Tribe One, Ingrid Lakey and Jonathan Snipes, are sharing their music and their soul that they've encountered in Tribe One. Let's go to another songwriter now. Who wants to name it? Is it Jonathan or Ingrid? This is Ingrid. The next song I was thinking about, actually, when Jonathan was speaking and talking about kind of raising our voices and the power of our voices, I've only ever written one song. <laughs> and I was I was driving home. I used to live in Washington, D.C., and I would go back and forth to Philadelphia for Tribe One rehearsals, and also had family there. And um, I was went to my niece's graduation. I helped to raise her. So I went to her high school graduation, and I was driving home. And I, at that time, I also had not long before then gone through a breakup of my first marriage, and was uh, sort of in a in a place where I was trying to figure a lot out. And as I was driving on 95 South late one night, this song just came to me, like fully formed, all the words. And I, I because I had been at Tribal in rehearsal, I had a little audio recorder, and so I just like picked it up and sang it into it because I was so scared I'd forget <laughs> the song. I was like, is this gonna be like a dream where you think you'll remember it and then you forget? And so I just recorded it, and then I was like, well, I'll just share it with Tribe One, and it ended up on our second CD, Waymaker. So I thought I would try and sing that for you. What's it called? It's called I Am Looking. I Am Looking, being sung by Ingrid Lakey. You'll find it on Tribe One's second recording. I am looking for my voice. I am looking for my voice. I am looking for my voice. Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Do you hear it? I am looking for vision. I am looking for vision. I am looking for vision. Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Do you see it? I am looking for truth, I am looking for truth, I am looking for truth, 
Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Will you be it? I am looking for peace. I am looking for peace. I am looking for peace. Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Will you make it? I am looking for my voice. I am looking for my voice. I am looking for my voice. Can you feel it? Can you taste it? Do you hear me? We hear you, Ingrid. But that's a universal soul I'm assuming you're speaking of there. That's, that's not just Ingrid there? I don't think so. The way it came, I felt like to me and through me. You know, it, it came at a particular time in my life, but also a time I think I was really open to my own vision as well as the vision of others and looking for truth and looking for peace. We all are. <laughs> and how much each of us desperately wants to be heard and seen and felt. So, Ingrid, that's the one song you said you've written ever? Ever. Ever. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more saved up. What about you, Jonathan? Are you a songwriter? Do you add to the songs? What, what's your part in I that? I am always writing a song. Rarely, however, rarely do I. And by writing, I mean I'm making it up in my head. I, you know, I don't read music or write music, but I'm constantly hearing harmonies or hearing tunes in my head and then making up little pieces, which sometimes I share with Tribe One, but mostly not. Maybe it's sort of when you're meeting for worship in Quaker meeting for worship and something comes to you, and sometimes it's to be shared and sometimes it's just for yourself. So um, I've written a couple of songs, and a couple of them Tribe has performed, I guess, maybe three different things. Spider Song, Weave Your Web, and also, remember the one from an ocean? Way, <gasps> way back. which Which was yeah. more of um, a chant, almost, uh-huh. than a tune. I'm still a little shy because I don't have that training, but I would bet that a lot of people are make things up in as they listen internally, but don't necessarily feel like they're good enough to be shared. But I've liked being part of Tribe because Tribe is full of so many wonderful musicians that I can bring something and people can say, oh, and I hear this part and I hear that part. And we do that. And sometimes Neona will say, well, there's something missing in here. Does anybody have an idea what it is? And we'll build the arrangement of a song together. So we've been together for 20 years and it is not getting old. (laughs) Partly because of that. Well, and also partly because you don't tour endlessly. It's amazing that the Beatles survived however many years it was, eight or (laughs) nine or ten years. I was just thinking about that. We've been around longer than the Beatles, the Supremes. We beat them all. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The key is to have a different job and to have little bits and starts that you get to do of your music, I guess. (laughs) Well, I would like you to share a bit more music. We're going to run out of time before too long. What would you like to share? Let's do If the War Goes On, 
which and, came from a hymnal, right, Ingrid? Do you know? Yeah, actually, I, it may be a Mennonite hymnal, but this is a song that is sort of just the past few years, I think, we've been singing this, and it's a very powerful song, as you'll see. When we perform this for audiences, it has quite an effect. It really takes the audience to a pretty deep place, and this song really reflects our social justice perspective. Um, and this song is actually a recording from our CD that's going to be coming out any day. Declared, 
that or a revised version of that will be on the upcoming CD from Tribe One, their website, tribeone.org. The song, If the War Goes On. We have here today Ingrid Lakey and Jonathan Snipes. So, If the War Goes On, and you said, Ingrid, that I think that that came from a Mennonite songbook. Hymn, a hymnal. What was it? Actually, yeah, it's from a hymnal. Yeah, we started singing it three or four years ago. Yeah, Does that, that sound right? right? And it's been just a very powerful song that when we're done that song, it's just silence. It, it's almost like you enter worship. That's where you're left. When we look at work for justice and peace, there is sometimes a tension between describing what is and describing what could be. Often the music that we write is about what could be because we want to be inspired. I want to be inspired, so I write things that bring me up and give me hope and give me courage. But the other part of the truth is that there are things that need to be changed and there are things that are holding us back and there are things that are injuring people and the planet. And those things need to be described and put out there as well. So sometimes in a performance, we'll put together a block of songs that will be about the pain that humans confront in the world. And we'll sing that together and ask people not to plod in between, but just really bring them as a statement together and then move from there in the performance. And this is, this is one of those songs that the lyrics are powerful. The one that always gets me is, you know, when a fertile field is turned to no man's land, who will approve this trade, this kind of business? And as a farmer, that hits me right where I live. I appreciate the fact that it's hard-hitting and it's not fun to listen to, but we need to know the reality of what exists now as much as where we're trying to go. You said you're a farmer, Jonathan. What kind of farming? We have an organic veggie and fruit farm north of Philadelphia. And Ingrid, how do you sustain yourself? I actually have, uh, over the past couple of years, done some work with Neonu. She's been running a program in New Haven, Connecticut, called Co-Creating Effective and Inclusive Organizations. So I was working with her for the past couple of years on a pilot project there. And right now I'm sort of trying to figure out what's next. So I'm having a wonderful time doing activist stuff with Earthquaker Action Team and being a mom of an almost five-year-old and actually trying to take a little space in my life before figuring out what my next kind of paid gig is going to be. <laughs> I think we've got time for one more song. How are we going to conclude this Song of the Soul interview with Tribe One? Evolution Come is a piece written by Ben Vita, who's a long-term member, singer, and percussionist and songwriter in the group. It's a joy to sing this. When we're, when we're singing this, we are in meditation, and we are also in revolution. Every being, every nation, every loud and small vibration, make our song a dedication. Evolution comes Every victim, every hunger Keeps us down a little longer Like a roar of strongest thunder Revolution comes and confrontation 
destination Every journey a destination Make a song a meditation Evolution come Every jail and grip unjust Breach of innocence, breach of trust We all connect, we do, we must Revolution come Every poem, every gift Left to friends and lovers lift Finally letting truth adrift Evolution Come Evolution Come, that's from a group called Tribe One. It's on their first album called One. Their website, tribeone.org, T-R-I-B-E and the digit one. Org. You can find the link from NordenSpiritRadio.org. We've got two of the members of Tribe One here today sharing Song of the Soul of Tribe One, Ingrid Lakey and Jonathan Snipes. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, I think it was you, Ingrid, mentioned that for some schools you have to change words like saying God might be dicey in a public school somewhere. In some public schools, is it dicey to say evolution? <laughs> They wouldn't invite us. <laughs> I feel pretty clear. I do think that if if they did their homework at all, we would not be invited to a school that wouldn't allow us to talk about evolution. <laughs> we can't evolve. Woo, we're in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to recommend some reading and listening for you. I did an interview with a man named Steve McIntosh. He wrote a book called The Purpose of Evolution how he describes evolution working. He, he approaches this pretty much as a philosopher, but uh, with very careful spiritual insights into this. You don't necessarily need to be spiritual, although he is, and he talks about evolution calling us forward and pulling us forward into this thing that we're only learning as we're going there. So it, I think that fits very much with evolution come there's a lot more music that you can find, and there's going to be a bit more music available coming up within a few months, any day now, coming around the corner. <laughs> we are hopefully saying It's yes. evolving. It's evolving, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and celebrating the 20th anniversary. Thank you for doing the work as volunteers, volunteers for the world, volunteers for the spirit and the good. Thank you for sharing the soul of Tribe One. And so I appreciate that you made your time, particularly in this very busy week here at the FGC gathering. So thank you both, Ingrid and Jonathan. Thank you for the work you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for making space in people's lives to think about the songs of our souls. It's beautiful. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again track down the list of songs included and a whole lot more on my website northernspiritradio.org and I invite you to share your song of the soul with my listeners just contact me via my website and please join me weekly 
for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you, and you can feel you, and sing out a song.